0: there's greatness in you. Let's talk about it. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Jamil Saej and welcome to the Transformation Starts Today podcast where I interview leaders, champions, and high performers from all walks of life as they share their stories, the lessons they've learned along the way, and empowering perspectives to help you create an extraordinary life without regret starting today. Today we have Stacy Conti with us. Stacy Conti is a real estate investor and Airbnb queen with a mission to inspire other single moms, divorcees, and women leaving abusive relationships to take control of their finances and create a dream life. Stacy, I really appreciate you being with us. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Wonderful. How are you doing today? Good, good. Just got, got some coffee. So.
0: Yeah, we have an early, early morning <laughs> podcast recording. That's good. So let's dive right in. So for my listeners who don't know you yet, they haven't heard your story. I found that each of us is the hero of our own story. We've experienced challenges, setbacks, and adversities that we've overcome to get to where we are now, to become the person that we are now and creating the results that we're creating currently in our life. Would you please share with us what is your hero story?
1: Um, well, I, 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 feel like I'm like a lot of other, other women that, you know, were in a, in a situation, um, marriage that was not serving them and, um, just having the, the courage and the finding it within yourself to know that you deserve more, um, and to be able to leave that situation and, um, really design a life. That, that, that you individually dream of. Um, so for me, that's being able to spend more time with my kids and using real estate investing as the platform to be able to do that. So um, I worked in corporate my, my entire life, corporate medical sales. I you know was always a, a great employee, a top performer. Um, and I, I enjoyed what I did. But I was still not able to be with my kids as much as I wanted to involve them in my work, involve them in my day to day life. So for me, real estate, you know, I I started building a real estate portfolio with the goal of being able to leave corporate and be able to integrate my kids and spend more time with them and teach them things that I wish I knew, you know, before I was 30 years old. Um, So I, I, I slowly was able to build this. Um, portfolio that allowed me to retire from corporate and be hands-on with my projects and incorporate my kids into it um, and just really be able to spend more time with them travel um, and for me that freedom is, is how I define success.
0: That's beautiful. So congratulations on that. I'm just taking taking that control and creating that freedom for yourself and for your kids and I'd love to hear it I'm sure the audience would as well. What were some of those things that you taught your kids that you're like, "Wow, I wish I knew this when I was younger," because then maybe people listening now can get a jump start.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like it's a lot. Um, you know, I was I was raised by very um traditional, you know, my mom and dad, uh, engineer and nurse, so, you know, college graduates, successful by, you know, society standards. Um, but they worked the same corporate job their entire life. Um, they They didn't invest in in anything. They didn't use credit cards or leverage. Everything was like, you know you pay cash and you only spend what you have the cash for. So in a lot of senses, I mean that was very um, that served me well in a lot of senses. But then my whole world opened up when I learned about leverage and being able to use other people's money for investments and and loans and just the, the power of those tools. Um, so I'm, I'm teaching my, my kids even at a young age about, you know, credit cards and being responsible with them, but using them appropriately and investing um, liabilities versus assets. So, you know, kids want to just go buy all the shiny toys all the time. And I'm like, trying to teach them, well, Hey, that you know, that's okay sometimes, but let's invest some of our money too, because then we can make money there and use that to buy the shiny toys. Um, so just really trying to give them little tidbits of foundation. You know, I, I bring them to my projects and they, you know, do little jobs on, on site that are age appropriate, but giving them a foundation, you know, I want them to know you still have to work hard. Um, and have that, you know, they're, they're growing up pretty privileged. So I do want them to understand a good work ethic. Um, so kind of in trying to, trying to incorporate all of that. Um, but a a lot of the mindset shifts that, you know, you don't have to, um, you don't have to just follow a certain path. You know, if, if you want to be a doctor, then college is a great way to do that, but if you want to be a a general contractor or you want to flip houses, like there's another path you could take. Um and just giving them all those different options and insights so they can really do you know what they want to do with their life and know that there's there's other
0: paths for them. Yeah, that's so wonderful. And I think like the other paths thing. So many of us, I think we grow up and even though, from so some, for someone like yourself who's gone down that path, it seems obvious. But so many of us, if we grow up with, there's one way, and like this is the way to do it. And if you, and if that doesn't feel right to you, feels like something's wrong. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Hey, you're I, like, mean, hey.
1: I never knew that that there was any other option besides like going to college. Like that, it, it just wasn't. At- it, I'd never even thought that there could be another option, you know, so I, I went to college, I got my MBA um, and, and they served me well, you know, for corporate at the time. Um, but if I could go back the amount of, you know, you think of everything as an investment, right? Like the amount of money I invested in college and MBA, like I could have bought this many doors, you know?
0: Yeah. So. yeah, yeah no, it's it's um, an interesting thing with that because I think times have changed and, When it comes to, you know, education, if you went back, you know, 100 years, if you went back 70 years, if not, you know, probably sooner, you know, before you had what we have now, just with the internet and with all this access, if you wanted like higher education, you really only got it from school. Like you had a library, but school was kind of where you had to go. (laughs) And now because you can pretty much get all of it, even for free, just online on your own searching it it loses a lot or it being like kind of the traditional educational system, it seems to lose a lot of the the benefit that it was giving before. Now, like you said, if you want to go to like a higher education after college and that requires college. So then, yeah, you have to go. But when you're really clear on what it is that you want and you don't really rush into it, mm-hmm. I, I, I never, well, I never did what I'm about to say, but I always wanted to, I remember when I was, uh, a kid. I heard people tell those stories that, yeah, you know, you graduate high school and then you like go to Europe and you find yourself (laughs) and you spend like a year or two and you're like working all these little random jobs to just get by. But then you come back and now you have this stronger idea, the stronger sense of who you are and what you want to do. And again, I just kind of went straight into college and I had this background of family that was in medicine and I had the idea that I wanted to be a doctor. And so it made sense and it worked for me. And at the same time. A lot of people seem to rush into it. Like you said, it's kind of the thing to do. It's what's expected. But if that's not what they want to do, they might be getting into a fair amount of debt and not using their time as well as they could be. And so just not you know pigeon, pigeonholing everyone into, this is the path to take, this is what's expected. And as it relates to the investments, you were talking about you know, teaching it to your kids. It, uh, a Warren Buffett quote came to mind. I'm going to paraphrase this, but something to the extent of, if you understand what you're doing, it's not as risky. And it's Mm -hmm. the idea that I heard the same kind of things that you seem to be told growing growing up about credit cards and debt and like, oh, that's bad. And like, don't do that. But when you actually understand the tools and you know how to use them properly, they can be a tremendous asset. And when you're responsible with them, the downside gets minimized so much that it's fine. But if you don't know what you're doing, you can really put yourself into a hole. And so it's yeah. just being as responsible, understanding the money system, you know, the um, a previous conversation with the podcast guest, Michael Ketchin, it was phenomenal. And we talked about a lot about financial literacy and financial comprehension and how most of us, we don't learn that growing up. And if you yeah. don't know it in our society, you are at a disadvantage from that perspective of the life that you could be creating.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really now that I, I know this whole world it's really shocking to me that it's not talked about in school at all. Um, I, I, I can't figure out why. Um, Mm. I I feel like it could benefit everyone, you know, no matter what field you go into um, as your work, if you understand finances and, and how to put yourself in the best position, whether you're, you know, working a minimum wage job or you're a surgeon if you know how to manage the money that you're making, you're going to be in a better position, right? So um, I, I, I wish schools would adopt it as part of the curriculum. But
0: if something, an exercise that I took myself through that my invitation would be to have everyone here do this, make a list, whether it's on paper, on your phone, wherever of what are all the things that you would deem? These are the most important things to really understand in life to really create. A successful life, but, you know, and that's everyone's own definition, but to create a successful life, these are the areas and some, uh, some examples, how to public speak, how to be a good listener, how to communicate effectively and negotiate, understanding money, you know, emotional intelligence. (laughs) These are some examples of categories. And so you, you create that. And then once you create that list, recognize that most of what's on that list will probably not be taught to your kids if you don't teach it to them. Yeah, and then from that place, pick one, and just start sharing.
1: Sorry, you know, yeah. pick,
0: and just doing that, it'll be incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that. Mm. I love that.
0: And so earlier, Stacy, you mentioned you know being in some situations in your life where you had adversity, you had challenges. When you were going through those situations, what was some of the lessons that you took from that? How did those experiences grow you and helped you become who you are now?
1: Um, I really think it's like. When you start to look, when, when you're in it, you have a totally different perspective on it, right? Like you sometimes don't even see it at the time, or you feel like this is the only option that you have and that there's no way out. Um, so now being on the other side of it, like something that's really important to me is to, when I do speak, to speak to the, the women that may be listening that are in that position now, or just starting to, to come out of it. And I know, cause I was in it, that it's, it feels very lonely. You feel like you're alone. Um, you know, I, I, was told that, yeah, I'm not smart. I'm not capable. I'll never be anything. And then you start to, you start to believe it and you start to question your own worth and you start to question your own capabilities um, so it it took a lot to be able to come out of that and see the other side of it. So what's important to me is that I speak to those women and, and let them know, like I was in that position and there's a way to overcome it. And, you know, you just got to find something that motivates you. For me, it was my kids. So, you know, I always knew that like you could say whatever you want about me, but like, I'm a good mom and I care about my kids and I would do anything for my kids. And that was like what held me together and what kept me going. And really my kids are, are what was able to get me out of it. Cause I, I didn't want them to see and have that perception that everything that was going on was okay. Um, I didn't want my daughter to think that it's okay to be treated like that. I didn't want my boys to think it was okay to treat other people like that. So finding something that is going to be the light at the end of the tunnel for you. And um, knowing that there's a way out and just having some like hope that you can do it. So, you know, you may think like, well, I'm never going to be able to financially get out of this or I'm never going to. Be able to figure out where to live, or the job situation, or whatever it is. Like you can do it, and you'll find a way. Like you just gotta, you just gotta not give up, and you gotta know that you're you're worth what's on the other side of that.
0: Mm. Uh, it's so well said, and I feel you know your heart behind it. You know the, this. Mm-hmm. You know you you lived it, and for everyone listening who's in a similar situation you know, something that Stacy said of this feeling of being alone and that, you know, you, you don't even see how maybe bad the situation is, but seeing from Stacy's perspective, from her experience, that there's, a, there's something on the other side of that, that when you're in the thick of it and it feels like it, almost like there's no way out, that she made that happen and that you can too, and that she's created something really beautiful for herself and for her kids, something really fulfilling and something that serves others as well. And that's just so wonderful. And I want to acknowledge you for that, Stacey.
1: Thank you. Yeah. yeah it's, the, you know, if, if you would have looked at, you know, my, my social media, you know, just like everyone else, you would have thought, Oh, wow. It's a perfect life, you know? Mm. Um, And I feel like I'm still guilty of that. I'll be like, oh, you know, they have the perfect life or they don't have any problems. And it's so easy, like, especially now with social media, like you feel like you're the only one, you know, no one's posting like the bad things that they're going through through usually, especially if they're very personal. Um, so I, I know like it's easy to fall into like that everyone else is perfect and has the perfect life and is the perfect wife or mom or employee or whatever it is. But most people I know are, have some type of challenge. Um, so I think for, for me, I, I felt really alone. Um, and I felt like there was no other successful women that were really talking about going through divorce and going through abuse and going through these, these really, um, deep, dark things and being able to overcome them and, and, um, talk about them. So, you know, that's, I, that's something important to me. Like, even if it's just one woman that hears the story and and can have some hope, like that's, I I want people to know, like, you're not alone.
0: Yeah. I think that's everything, everything you just said, especially that last part, you know, that you're not alone. I think that you mentioned social media and I think that there's so much good that social media brings. And at the same time, it creates, like you said, this false perception of what other people's lives look like. And there's a phrase that I've used a couple of times, I think, on this podcast, talking about the idea that social media in general is comparing other people's highlight reel or main event to your behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And when you look and when you feel it like that, it's like, wow, my life sucks. <laughs> you you <laughs> look at you look at what they're doing and you go. This is the fifth time they're on vacation in like two weeks. Like what's going on? (laughs) And yet you think you've got all these challenges and problems, but they've got them too, but they don't show it. And so, like you said, just being able to have a conversation like this and be real and talk about challenge. I feel that that opens people up because they can now relate and they say, wow, me too. Like I've Mm -hmm. I've gone through that as well, or I'm still going through that. Or I overcame it in a different way, and I hear how you overcame it, and it's like, wow, you know, so I'm so happy for you. But it creates this common bond, this humanity that we all share. And I think that in a way, because of social media, because of you know, um, the internet, and all these different types of ways of connecting with people around the world, on the one hand, we're more connected than ever, and on the other hand, we're more separated than ever. Yeah. So, somebody could be a f- five feet away from you, but you're both checked into your phone when you know 60 years ago that would have been a conversation <laughs> and for right. some people that will still be a conversation but it just happens yeah. a lot where it's not and so my encouragement and invitation for everyone listening there's a there's a kind of what's it a gandhi jesus quote you know be the change you want to see in the world right and the idea yeah. of what if you could be the person who's willing to be authentic and be real what if you would be willing to share with somebody some of your challenges and hardships, but not from a space of like, poor me, or like Mm -hmm. kind of the victim side of it. But this idea of, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. And maybe it's pretty challenging. It's hard. It sucks. And here's what I'm doing about it. Here's how I'm working to get myself out of it. Or maybe I already got myself out of it. Here's what I went through. And here's what I did about it. And here's where I am now. And now just that conversation, just in the listening, the other person's either going to go, wow, I'm going through that right now. Maybe I could do that. Or they listen to your story and they get inspired and they say, wow, he or she did that. Could I do something like that? And like, you know, if I was in a situation like that and then the next time they have a challenge, maybe they remember your story because it really spoke to them and inspired them. And that's the reason why they're able to pull through They kind of find that extra, that gear like within them. Like, yeah. metaphorically, To keep going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so
0: please share it far and wide. <laughs> the story is so <laughs> important.
1: Well, it's it's so funny because I put I shared you know on Facebook it comes up like share the memories you know from, and I had I like to see them because it's, you know you're like oh, I remember that and you know you're like show your growth or you know show kids when they were little but I was I was um, setting up uh, one of my first like Airbnbs and the post came up a couple of days ago of I I put. All the challenges, like there was one day where it was like everything that could have like every hurdle that could have been there was there. I mean, I I, I went to go buy furniture um, off like Facebook Marketplace and I open my trunk and the paint can falls out and splatters all over, like the whole paint can all over this guy's driveway. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go to pick up um, a bed and I'm driving a U-Haul truck. And I go to try to like pull over to park, and I crashed into a car, a parked car, and a police officer lives at the house. Like, just everything that could go wrong. Like, it was, it was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of those days you find the comedy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And um, I made a post about it because, you know, I always see people like, Oh, you know, I bought this property and turns it into an Airbnb and I'm making a million dollars. And you're like, is it that easy? you know? Um, so I shared that memory and like it didn't get hardly any attention. And then, you know, a couple of days later, when I finished the project, I shared the the final product. and um, I saw that post, and I was like, wow, that one got a lot of attention and and I reshared it. And it got a lot of attention again. And I'm like, this is, this is, this is exactly what, I I mean, I, I, I think there's so much good that comes out of social media. I learned so much from other people's posts, but I was like, this is so funny. It's no one wants to, even when you put it out there, people don't really want to see the, what kind of happened behind the scenes. They just want to see like the shiny, you know, finished product. Yeah, yeah, Um, Yeah. And, I, and I'm always like, well, I want to know what went wrong for other people so I can learn from those mistakes, you know? Um, that's why I share them because I'm like, well, if I can remind someone to, like, secure their paint can so that doesn't happen, you
0: know? Something interesting about that, you know, I have found this to be true as well as a lot of people that I know who put content out. So you put all this time and energy and effort into making some content that, you know, will be meaningful for people. And, you know, maybe you're sharing something vulnerably. Maybe there's um, a lesson in a hardship that you went through and you're sharing that. And on the one hand, like you said, it seems to not perform as well as your other pieces of content. And then like the guy, some other guy posts a video of his cat and it gets like 4 million views. But at the same, and you're like, I don't get it. My thing got like 40 views and this thing would like change your life. And that cat video has got 4 million. But on the other hand, those 40, one, two, three or more of those people, like you said, really needed to hear that. And that might've turned their whole day around because you really put your heart into it. And so I I still think it's always worth making that content. And at the same time, you know, if we're in the game, like know the rules (laughs) and like understand like what people (laughs) want to see, but also how can you, embed what they need to hear in what you want them to see. It seems like that would be a really good strategy. Um, yeah. Something that came up uh, while you were speaking, this idea of, you know, it can't, is it really that easy? You know, like, like kind of the, someone sees, oh yeah, I bought the Airbnb and now I made a million dollars. As the Airbnb queen, could you please share with us how it really is instead of like, is it really that easy for someone who's considering, you know, real estate or Airbnb or things like that? And they see all the posts on social media and they think, oh, I'm just going to jump into this and it's going to be great. But what are the, some of the challenges they might run into that they're not aware of?
1: Well, I think the, the first thing to to be really aware of is that you're running a business. You know, a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, I work two hours a week and I have 50 Airbnbs. That's not been my experience. Um I manage my, my Airbnbs and I have automation set up, but you're still running a business. And in order for your business to be successful, you have to be dedicated to it. You have to put time into it. You have to manage it. You have to monitor it. So it's not a passive investment. Um, You know, which I, I think a lot of the perception is like, you, you know, you just buy the Airbnb and you just passively collect money. That's not been my experience. Um, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm hands on. And, and I, I, for me, it's, you know, whenever you do something you love, it's not work. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to guests. I enjoy, you know, working with my team of housekeepers and maintenance, you know, we've, they've become my friends. Um, Sorry, I'm getting a beep in. Um, so that's, you know, it's, it, it's something I enjoy and, and it's work, but it's certainly, there's an investment of your time and your resources and your talents when you're running it. Um, my experience has not been that it's a passive investment. You know, real estate can be, you know, if you buy a long-term rental and it's class A and you put tenants in there and they just, you know, send you the money the first of the month and you know I've had properties like that that are I really don't do a whole lot of work um, I make a whole lot less money on those properties um, there's usually a trade-off you know um, but air you know also Airbnbs right now um, this is something I'm telling everyone from the people I spoke to and my experience has been the early part of t- 2022 has been record-breaking numbers, like February, March, record-breaking numbers. And a lot of people now are selling their Airbnbs off of those numbers and projecting them out or just using the last year of income and pricing their property as a business and using that calculation of the cap rate from the last year. Um, And I would caution people that look at the prior years too. Um, I think we were in a very unique time in in the early part of this year that probably won't be replicated. So if you buy an asset based off those numbers, you may not be able to replicate those numbers and you may be overpaying for the asset. Mm
0: -hmm. So that's
1: something I I think is really important um, because you see, oh, wow, it performed, you know, if, if, if I showed you my March numbers, my properties would be worth double. You know, if you just looked at that, small, Hmm. small piece of time. Um, So really look at, you know, comp the properties as if they were residential, underwrite them with your backup plan as being long-term rents. Um, We're kind of transitioning into a time I think that there's a lot of unknowns. I I don't really know what we're getting into as a country. Um, So be conservative and, and, and definitely don't buy anything off of the numbers that you saw earlier this year, because I don't think they're gonna be able to be replicated.
0: So yeah. just underwrite
1: very conservatively.
0: Perfect, thank you for sharing that. And, and, and something you said about the, it's kind of desire for the passive side of things. And I know that when I, I used to take, it's still a business and you need to take it sincerely and seriously. When I first started my business, I had this initial success right off the get go and it was really exciting. And then about six months later, I, I had all these clients that signed up for six months and I realized that I had fallen into this kind of what I've now know to be almost like a business trap that a lot of entrepreneurs fall into. The time to market is when you don't need the business, <laughs> 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 not, not when you do, and yeah. I'm, I'm, you do both, but you get it. And so I was uh, for six months working with these people. It was awesome. I was also working at this medical clinic and I was thinking, you know, this is great. And I was making the money. I was spending the money. And then it got to a point where all the clients finished. And then it was like, I didn't think this through. <laughs> and then the point was this idea of I was treating my business, not the clients. I love them. I was giving them everything I had, but the business itself, I was treating it like a hobby. And when we treat a business like a hobby, not a business, it's not going to do well. And so, you know, you hear all these numbers going into business where people say, oh, Isn't it like uh, within five years, like 90% or 95% don't make it or something like that. And then within 10 years after that, like 90% of those like don't make it. Mm -hmm. But I think that one of the primary reasons is because most of those that don't make it, they fall into that trap. It's like they're treating it like a hobby. It's something that it's just kind of like a nice to have. They're not actually treating it like a business. They're not learning what are all the bells and whistles of what makes a business run smoothly and how do I actually do that? They're not having kind of weekly check-ins to follow up and make sure things are running the way they want them to. And they kind of get surprised because the clarity is not there. And so just that invitation to everyone listening, if you're a business owner or you want to be a business owner, make sure you're treating it like a business and that will create that next level of success for you. Sounds really obvious, but it's, it's easy not to do because when you are the business owner you're your own boss, no one's right. making you do anything. And when no one's making you do anything and you achieve some level of success, it's easy to kind of buy into a story. Oh, it's gonna always be this way. Kind of like the Airbnb thing where the numbers were great early in the years, so it's gonna keep being that way. Right. You, you don't You don't know. And so because you don't know, it's like, what are you doing to protect yourself, to position yourself, to make sure that you're gonna keep being in business going forward?
1: Right, Yeah.
0: yeah. And so given the situation that you experienced and what you learned, for anyone listening who's going through something similar right now, you already gave such wonderful perspective on kind of how you dealt with it and how maybe they can get out of it. What would be like the first step or something they could do right now if they're feeling lost, if they're feeling like they're alone, if they're feeling like there's no way out, what's the first step that worked for you that you could share with them that can get them moving in a better direction?
1: I think a lot of it is our mindset. Um, And, you know, when, when you're, when you're told something so much and you start to believe it, um, I think there's a shift that has to happen to know that you deserve more, that you're worth more, that you're capable of more. And then when that mindset shifts happen is when you can, take action, but first, you know, we have to believe it. Right. So, you know, finding whatever that is within yourself, if you know, it's that you're a great artist, or if you know that you're a great mom, or if you know that you're a great doctor, or if you know that whatever it is that you know, to be true, that someone can't take away from you, no matter how much they try to beat you down. Um, there's, there's something that, you, you still will believe in yourself that, you know, at your core is true and really holding on to that and, and just kind of shifting your mindset to know that, you know, I, I I've seen people in all, all walks of life, you know, super successful. And you look at them and you're like, how can they, how can they not think they're, they're worthy or, you know, someone who doesn't have a lot and, you know, society may think like, lower of them. Um, but there's always something that you can find like within yourself to, to help shift your mindset into knowing that, um, that you deserve more. And then from there, I think it's just, you know, taking action, getting away from situation. Um, however, that looks to you and in the situation that you're in, but really believing that, that you deserve more and knowing that. Because I feel like once you know that, then it's harder for someone to to, to influence you.
0: Absolutely. Something that's come to mind, you mentioned you know this belief, that, like, the hope. if you look at somebody else and you see that somebody else who was in your situation got out of it and now their life is from what you you're perceiving is beautiful. It's working really well. and you go, I'd love that. Just step, step into the possibility that if they could do it, you can do it too. Just first step into that as a possibility, because Mm -hmm. before that, that's where it's like, there's no way out. I can't do it. I got all these reasons why it will work for them, but it won't work for me. So the first step is like, get into that possible state of it could happen for me. Then if you, even if you could even better, if you could talk to that person ideal, but if you can't finding out as much as you can, how did they do it? What were they thinking? What were they believing? Kind of like things Stacy was just saying. What skills did they develop? What actions did they take to get out of that situation and to build where they're at right now? As an example, you know, I don't know much about Airbnb, but I'm given what you just shared. I know you know a lot about it, and so it's like you didn't know that always. You had to learn right. that, and so there's a skill set to develop to create this type of lifestyle that you have now. And so in that same kind of way somebody listening right now, who's maybe in a situation that you were in before their version of it. And they're hearing this and they're like, all right, wow. Well, maybe, you know, I've always wanted to get into real estate or Airbnb, and maybe there's a book that they get, or maybe they reach out to Stacey and they want to talk to her or whatever the case, but one step at a time, one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And not my life right now seems so dark and gloomy and no hope. And I need to take this giant leap to the other side where everything's perfect that feels overwhelming. It doesn't feel realistic. And it feels probably discouraging because you're like, that's not going to happen. But if you can just say, how can I be, if if I'm in the darkness, you know, metaphorically, what's one step closer towards the light? Like what can I take in that direction that I want to go in? And I feel like that right there over time, well, just no matter what you're going through, it'll help you get out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's really that it's, it's a mindset shift and, and really what you believe. And it, 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 really creates your life. So like, and it's not, it's not easy. I mean, you know, I, I still struggle with it. You know, I, I still have bad days. I still have challenges with my past. Um, but it's, you know, sometimes every hour by hour, you know, mm-hmm. you got to just break it down. Um, if you could just get by the next hour, if you can just get by the next day and, and you stay focused on, on, have, having that clear vision of what you want and believing it, um, that's really, really important. Mm, yeah. I think the yeah. best books, you know, that I've read are not necessarily books that show you how to execute different skills. They're the books that have changed my outlook on life and shifting my mindset, um, which you know, that you used to be like, well, that's kind of silly. You know, it's, it's things that we all know, things that we all know. You don't read something like that and say, oh my gosh, like, I've never heard of that before. I, you know, just a light bulb went off, but we all know it. It's, it's just harder to actually take action on those less maybe tangible things, you know? Um, if you read a book and it's like, okay, well you set up an LLC and then, you know, those are things like, okay, you go do it and then it's done. And those are very actionable items, but it's harder to, you know, every day wake up and say, you're going to have a great day and you're going to create this life and being positive and writing down your goals and writing down your affirmations. Those are things that I think are, are harder, Mm -hmm. um, because it's our, you know, there's so many things that can get us down, and you know, it's sometimes like a, a a a battle to stay on track with that.
0: Yeah, you know, when you speak to the importance of mindset, you know, I agree completely, and I think that the books and the courses and the videos that give that are, that are more about strategy, more tactical. Like, what are the steps? Those are really useful, but recognize that the person who wrote that or who or created the video or whatever the course was they already have the mindset part. <laughs> and so yeah. now that's, that, that's why they can take all the steps. If you yeah. don't have the mindset part at some point you give up at some point you get yeah. discouraged. At some point you're like, it's not happening fast enough. At some point you're thinking, can I actually do this? You know? And so the mindset part is absolutely key. It's that foundation. And so doing whatever you can to, I think I, I heard this from Gary Vee just a lot like the way he put it, but find someone that you resonate with that is for you this like beacon of positivity of optimism of whatever it is you want to fill yourself up with and just put your headphones in and just listen to that as often as you possibly can because you're gonna in a way like you're borrowing that energy you're borrowing Mm -hmm. that belief and then now the content starts to build up i remember when i first got into personal development i was 14 years old and at 15 i discovered les brown and tony robbins and people like that And Les Brown in particular, he's a motivational speaker and he's still alive now, but really big in like the 80s and 90s. And there were videos of his that I would listen to on repeat that were just so encouraging and powerful and uplifting and inspiring. And it helped so much. And again, some people talk about this idea of uh, there's a Zig Ziglar quote where he said, some people say motivation doesn't last. And he says, well, neither does bathing. And that's why we recommend it daily. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and that same kind of thing. What are you doing every day yeah. to sharpen, as Stephen Covey says, to sharpen the saw? What are you doing yeah. every day to make sure that the mindset's where it needs to be, so that you can take the actions you need to take to create the results that you want to create?
1: I, I love that. I that's spot on. Like I, when I was in medical sales, um, you know, we drive around a lot, so I would have you know sometimes hours, two hours of drive time and I would do that. I I would put the, the audible book on, you know, I I listen to a lot of like Grant Cardone's inspiration. I know he's kind of a love him or hate him, but his inspiration stuff is there, there's nothing better in my opinion. And, you know, just hours of listening to that, you know, then when you, when you hear a lot of the negativity, it almost like bounces, you know, because you have, you're almost brainwashing yourself, you know, and then When someone says something that contradicts it, it's so, it's so contradictory that it's no, it's not normal now. You know, we, it it used to be normal to hear that. And when you can shift and say, okay, that's so far from normal and you can recognize that like, that's when things I think start to really shift and you can recognize and identify things. Cause like when we're in those situations, it's, it's, it just becomes normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that really helped me is once I started t- to have that mindset shift and hear positivity and, and believe in myself and believe in my goals when there was any, any noise, that's all it became, you know, yeah. and, and I no longer believed it. Um, so I, I, what you said is like spot on
0: mm, yeah and something that just came up when you shared that this idea of you know normal and I wanna, mm-hmm. want everyone to just be with that normal is relative and normal changes throughout time and different cultures and different societies now another way of saying normal is average this mm-hmm. is what is typically done but right you get to decide do you want to be average and you get to decide is that the kind of life I want to live and so if you look towards these mentors, whether it, again, be an audio book or a video or what a regular book, whatever it is, or it's a personal friend that you know or a coach or a mentor that works with you, if you gravitate towards their way of being, their perspective, their inspiration, like you said, their mindset, the way they see the world, the way they believe in themselves, and then they talk about that and that uplifts you, let that be your new normal. And when other people, like Stacey said, try to kind of put you down, discourage you, challenge you, question you, uh, say like, oh you know, you can't do that. It becomes just noise because you realize that might be their normal. And they're questioning me and trying to put me down because my normal seems so foreign to them. But it's okay if we have two different normals. That's the life they've chosen. That's the life that they're stepping into. I don't want to follow them in that. I want to go in a different direction and that's completely okay, there's people who you will gravitate towards, who are out there, there's stuff waiting for you, tune into it and use it. You know, there's that old expression, I forgot who said it, but it's the idea of, if I've, I'm paraphrasing this, if I've created any degree of success, it's because I've stood on the shoulders of giants. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea, who are those giants that you stand on, recognizing that they stood on other people too. So we're all mm-hmm. kind of building off each other who are those people in your life that you go, wow, that person's a mentor of mine. That person's stuff really helps me through these challenges. Identify that, tune into that. It helps so much when you're going through the hardship because you don't feel alone. Because you tune in and you listen to these people saying that they were homeless or they experienced this. They experienced that. Five divorces, this happened, that happened, spouse died, like whatever their challenge was. And you see where they're at now. And you go, if they could do it, yeah, I could do it. And then it turns into that, and it just keeps growing like a snowball going down. Yeah.
1: I think that's like finding like your tribe, you know, and, and our tribe changes as we evolve. Um, but sometimes as you grow, people don't always support it, and not because they're necessarily coming from a bad place or don't love you or don't care about you. But I think to your point of normal, you know, they, that whatever you want in your life may have not been their experience. And the unknown is always scary, right? So if you came from parents that worked corporate jobs or were doctors or accountants, starting a real estate business as an entrepreneur may be very foreign to them Mm -hmm. and unknown and risky. And, you know, sometimes we don't find support from the people closest to us because they're projecting their own fears or, um, insecurities onto, you know, the, our situation. Um, and I think that's where kind of being really tuned into what you want and your goals and, and really focused on, on what you want and being laser focused on that Um, and then finding people that you can lean on for like that business support. So the Mm. the people that might be your, you know, mom friends might not be the same people that you go to talk to about business or your, your family might not be the people you talk to about business. Um, You know, sometimes you kind of find your tribe for each, each little pocket of interest um because we can't always expect people to be supportive of of all of these different things because they just you know everyone's different and our experiences are different
0: yeah i think you bring up a really important point this so everyone listening i know i had this experience myself when you decide to go on a path that's different from the people around you very often from a place of love a good-hearted place they will attempt to stop you and the reason is because you know more often than not it's very very little of the time is in malicious more often than not Mm -hmm. it's i care about you i want to see you do well i don't understand what it is you're doing that's creating fear in me and so now i'm like project are you sure like what are you doing like because you're going off a path that i don't know what that is Mm -hmm. and when we can recognize first like from my perspective love and appreciate that person for caring about you so much that they're trying to talk you out of it. (laughs) It's like, Uh because they actually care so much. If they didn't care, they wouldn't say anything. And so we realize that and we go, okay, I'm not going to take this in a bad way because like, this is love. And I go, Mm -hmm. okay. And I remember people that really care about me initially trying to talk me out of my path because compared to what they knew, it was so foreign. And I would tell them, you know, before I even said anything about like in response to what they said, I would just say, I want to start by just saying, I love and appreciate you so much that you care so deeply about me that you you want to have this conversation with me. And like, that really means a lot. And I, you know, I, I can see as well as I can, from your perspective, that this is something that isn't done very, very much by a lot of people or our family, no one's ever done this or this or this or this, and why that could be scary. And here's what I've done about that. Like, here's what I've learned. Here's why I'm doing it. And then all of a sudden, by the end of that conversation, they've learned so much about this path and all the stuff that I've done to make it successful that they go, wow. And then the next next day, I see them again and someone else is there and they go, hey, you got to talk to this guy about what he's doing. It's so cool. And And now they're fully bought in, you know, because I met them where they were at versus resist them. And so I think that just for me has been a strategy that has worked really well from an emotional intelligence perspective, but also from just keeping that kind of um, unification is what's coming to mind. But rather than this like separation, this division, no, you're bad and wrong because you don't agree with what I'm doing. It's like, you don't have to do it, it's your life. This is what I'm choosing to do. I'll do my best to share why I'm choosing to do it. And even if I you still don't understand, that's okay you know, you don't have to get it. And the way I learned it from Les Brown, he said, the dream was given to you. It wasn't given to them. And so if they don't understand it, that's okay. They're not meant to, but just this idea of not putting up that wall of my family or whoever there, I don't want to spend time with them because they're, they're bad. Cause they don't get what I'm doing versus <laughs> they're living their life and I'm living mine and I care about them. I love them for all these reasons. And at the same time, you know, I, I wish them the best, and I'm just gonna do me. I'm gonna live the life mm-hmm. that is in alignment with my heart, with my spirit, with my calling, with what's exciting me. And I'm gonna just do my best at that. And there's that expression, um, success, you know, I, it's not great for the context of what I'm saying, but success is the ultimate form of revenge. I don't mean oh, it, no, I, <laughs> I, I,
1: don't,
0: I don't like that word revenge, but it, it, the point comes across that as you become successful at the thing that you know that you want to do, The people around you see that, oh, the fears that they had aren't actually coming to fruition and you're doing well. And so their fears go away and they say, oh, wow, we're so proud of you. Well, yeah, it would have been nice if they said that in the beginning, Uh but at the same time, you know, it is what it is. And so just keep focusing on what matters to you and keep building that life that you'd love to live. And with that in mind, you know, the foundation of this podcast is to help people to create an extraordinary life without regret. And if you were speaking with someone, Stacy, and they wanted to create a life like that, what message or advice would you give to them?
1: I think we're all, in our own way, like blessed with like a gift of vision for whatever field we're in. Um, and I, something I've learned is that a lot of times the vision I have, other people can't see, even when I explain it to the best of my ability. There's like, I I still don't see it. Um, so people don't have to see it as long as you see it. Um, so, you know, for me, that's in real estate and like rehabbing and creating beautiful spaces and real estate. And, um, you know, I I can look at a property and say, I, I see this, I'm going to, you know, use this room for this and, do this on the exterior and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be trendy and people are going to feel welcome here. Um, And no one else sees it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I'm trying to sell it. I'm like, but look, um, but I believe it, you know, so whatever it is that your vision is in your line of work or what inspires you, you have to believe it. And if you believe it, that's all that matters. Like you go after your vision and whether people see it or not, once, once you bring it to life, they will. And, mm-hmm. and it, it, you just have to believe in it um, mm-hmm. and and not let people discourage you or, you know, um, question you, you know, I, I think our, we, we're our biggest enemies, right? Like we, question ourselves we think we we let things get in our head and just staying like focused on what your what your goal is and what your vision is and what you want your life to be and just going after it um and and not letting anything get in the way of that
0: Mm. I love the 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 belief you know this perspective that especially if you're think of it metaphorically like a forest and there's different paths you can take Now, some of them, a lot of people take. So it's like a very well-groomed path and it looks really nice and fancy and beautiful. Other ones, it's like, it's more uh, rugged. And then there's the ones that it's like your particular path, but no one does that. And you got the machete and it's like there's (laughs) there's logs and there's everything all around and you got to make the path. But in that same way, the belief is the fuel to keep on that path. Like I've had people over the years who look at what I do and they'll tell me who they're much younger than me. And they'll say, I want to do that. Like, but like, how did you get started in that? Like, how did you even build that? And I look back and I'm like, all right, well, this is what I did. But I see that I kind of created my own path and it wasn't Mm -hmm. like a set thing that most people do. And it was the belief in it that allows me to keep going because I know the value that it's doing, the value that it's done and the value that it will do. And that fuels me and that same kind of way you get clear what lights me up. What do I believe in? What would be a life that would be so extraordinary where I go, that's something worth going after and then believe in it and take the action. The belief makes the action even better. Like the metaphor that's coming to my mind right now is just like, if you imagine a pool, you know, are you going to dip the toe in or are you going to cannonball in? And the cannonball in is that belief. And let's say the water is cold and your perspective is well, I can dip the toe in because I'll feel how cold it is. And I'll kind of gradually put a little bit more, more of my body in, or I cannonball in and it's really cold for like 10 seconds. And then my whole body just gets used to it. So you got the 10 second approach and you got the other one that will probably take hours. <laughs> and it's like, it's what level of belief that you have in yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah I know, I know I can swim. I know it's going to work out well. And I know like my body will adapt quick. And so you can't and you have a better experience same kind of idea, believe in it fully, throw yourself into it. That doesn't mean there's not hardship. It doesn't mean there's not challenge, but you meet that challenge with this level of I can do it and I know it's worth it and it makes it a lot easier.
1: Yeah. And I I love your forest example, because like you said that path that you have to go through with the machete, like it sounds like you did now that path exists. So now the next person that's going down it, they're not having to go down with the machete, you've carved the way. Um, So I think that's that's also just as important, you know, because now there's other paths that people can take because they've been inspired.
0: And the thing about that that's so beautiful, there's an expression that I've learned over the years, people will do more in general for the people that they care about than they will for themselves. And Mm -hmm. with that in mind, here's here you here you are on your path your machete in hand you're getting tired and you believe in what you're doing but maybe in the moment for whatever reason you're having a little bit of doubt because that's not that's normal it happens but now imagine you take what stacy just said and you just imagine wait i'm not doing this just for me like there are people that are going to come on this path behind me that at some point i'm going to guide them i'm going to mentor them i'm going to just at least illuminate that there is a path over here that they could take Mm -hmm. And that will make their life so much better, and they're going to impact all these people, and it's going to be because I didn't give up right now. That creates even more motivation than if it was just you. So that's an awesome contribution right there. And so as we wrap up today's show, you know, what is the biggest risk you've taken or decision that you've made that you're deeply grateful for, and why? And why?
1: That's a hard one. Um, I think it was leaving my marriage um, and getting myself out of that situation. I, I was in an abusive marriage and as an outsider looking in like my, you would think my life was perfect. I was married to a very successful businessman. We lived in a two and a half million dollar house in a country club and, you know, had everything people dream of. And I was, I was, young, late twenties, um, to have all these like status symbols and luxury vacations and, um, leaving that situation. Yeah. I, I, I knew all of the things I was walking away from, you know, I, I walked away from the money, the house, the, the status, but I knew there was something better, you know. Those things don't fulfill you, um, even though that's most people's goals. You know, if you were to look on on Facebook, like that's the dream life, you know. Um, but when you're not happy inside, and and you're not doing what fulfills you, um, none of those things matter, mm-hmm. you know. Um, So I think it, it, you know, people would say, well, you know, you just got to, these are just some things you have to put up with. Like you have a great life. And for me, I was like, I I don't, I don't feel like I have a great life. You know, I'm like, I, I, there's so many things I want to do and, and I I don't want to be treated in a certain way. And, um, I don't want to put up with certain things because it just comes with the territory. Um to me, that wasn't a great life. Um, so walking away from all of that, um, it took a lot, it took a lot. Um, and then rebuilding from that, you know, so, and and I'm still on the path of, of rebuilding, you know, and, and every, every day and every month and every year, um, I want to get better, you know, and there's still, it's still a process of like healing. Um, and it's, it's still, so, in I'm in a growth mode right now still, um, but I would never go back. Like that was the best decision mm. I've
0: made. Yeah. I, I love that. And the thing, the thing, something that came to mind when you said the person goes, oh, well, there's some things you got to put up with. You have a great life. Another way it seems like I'm saying that is Well, there's some things you got to put up with. You got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because people seem to equate, especially from the outside in, like you said, because they don't know what's really going on. But people seem to equate when I have all the stuff, that's a great life. And right now, maybe life is okay, but it will be so much better when. But when we shift that and rather than make that the end goal, what if we say right now I'm going to do what creates the the sense of freedom that I want in my life. I'm going to do what creates the happiness that I want in my life. I'm going to do what creates the fulfillment that I want in my life right now. I'm going to do what energizes me and excites me right now. And I'm going to find a way to take those things and use it to serve other people. And if you do that, you're going to make money doing it. You're probably going to make a lot of money doing it because you're going to want to be really good at it. And you're going to be good at it because you care about it so much. And then, so like Stacy said, you're consistently working on yourself and you're going to keep improving it. And that's in one way where you're creating that new path for yourself. Uh, I heard a, there was um, a podcast episode that I did not too long ago where my guest shared that I believe it was, um, I might be a little bit off on the numbers, but I think it's about eight or nine out of 10 people who've been surveyed in America in the corporate world. They don't like what they do. Mm -hmm. and that's you know 80 to 90 percent like that's not good and when we can come from that space
1: you know it's that it's whether it's a a a marriage or a job or you know it's like well i i think it's like the quote like the devil i know you know mm -hmm. it's like when it's it's you at least know what you're what you're getting um And it's, it's really hard to, the unknown is always the hardest, right? So like, we'd rather stay in a position where we don't like it, but at least we know what to expect rather than making a big move and, and not really knowing what to expect and everything being um, unknown and having to figure it out and, and being in that really uncomfortable position.
0: Yeah. And I definitely want to just speak to that for a moment. This the idea of known hells and unknown heavens. And when we look at our life and we say, well, I'm not happy. First, let's just look at the reality of it. If I'm not happy where I'm at right now, and I know that this is not either right for me, I'm not enjoying it, it's causing me pain, whatever it is for you, but that you would deem bad. So that's my life right now. If I stay. I'm going to have more of this. Mm. And then there's the unknown heaven. Well, if I leave, I don't know what's going to happen. But if I leave, there's the possibility that it could be way better. Now, it's not just going to happen like that. Like I need to make it that way, but it will, Mm -hmm. there's a possibility. It could be way better. So then the question becomes, would I rather have the guarantee that things are going to stay the same, or would I rather have the possibility that things could get a lot better? Yeah. And if I'd rather have the possibility and you know, you're not happy where you're at, then it seems like the choice would be to shift and to find out, all right, what do I want? Get clarity on that. like I said before, one step at a time and keep moving toward it. And six months later, a year later, 10 years later, however long it takes, your life mm-hmm. is completely different. And like Stacey can say now, looking back, that was the best decision I've made. Like, I'm so happy. I did that for myself, for my kids. And for the life that I'm creating right now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah. And so, what is, what is it you're working on currently that you're that's exciting you?
1: I'm I'm redeveloping a, a small boutique motel at the beach. Mm. Um, this has been like my my passion and the the biggest project I've ever worked on to date. Um, a full gut, rewire, replumb of a a 12 unit motel Mm -hmm. um, right on the beach in in Daytona. And it's it's gonna be completely modernized and trendy boutique style, um, run like an Airbnb, not the traditional motel style where you go to a front desk and check in, it's gonna be all remote. Um, But it's really about creating like the experience for guests. So there's um, all the rooms are themed. Um, there's going to be food trucks outside so guests can, you know, just walk to the parking lot and get some tacos or coffee, um, walk to the beach and the whole area is redeveloping. So, um, it's pretty cool to be a part of the redevelopment in, in a area that, you know, I, I saw so much potential and, and again, it was like no one else really, well, I guess other people saw, but not a lot of people I talked to saw it. Um, but there's just a lot of money being poured into the, the tourism over there to kind of remarket and rebrand as a destination. Um, and I, I just think it's so cool to be a part of that um, and cleaning up the area. When I took over the property, it was um, run like an extended stay, and the, the previous owner was not maintaining the property. So the people living there were living in really unlivable conditions. Um, there was a lot of uh, police calls for drugs and domestic violence. And um, it was not a good, it was not a good situation going on there. Um, so it's, it, I, I like being able to beautify and turn properties like that around. Um, so it's it's been really exciting and I'm I'm on like the home stretch now. So I can't <laughs> yeah. wait for the finished product.
0: Yeah, it's been so wonderful getting to follow the journey on your Facebook and see you posting the pictures and seeing the transformation yeah. of it. And so wishing you the absolute best with that. And for all of our listeners, what is the best way to learn more about you and what you're up to, to work with you if ever possible and to connect with you?
1: um i'm on on facebook i'm i'm most active on stacy conti
0: perfect and i'll have the link to that in the show notes and so for everyone listening if this re- if this episode really resonated with you please share it with someone that you believe will benefit stacy's message was in- incredibly inspiring and she's lived it she's gone through it she's experienced the breakthrough on the other side of it and there's someone that you know that would really benefit from this so please share it with them and please leave a review, whether it's on Apple, whether it's on Spotify, which is a YouTube comment really goes a long way and means a lot. Stacy, is there anything you'd like to say before we close?
1: Um, I, I think just kind of echoing to, to believe in yourself um, and, and to just not let anything get in the way of that. Like that's the most important thing, no matter if it's being a, best mom you could be or being the best doctor or being the best president whatever it is just like you have to believe in yourself and once you do like no one can take that away from you
0: Mm. amen (laughs) great way to end that (laughs) you know as i said at the beginning you know my life's work is to help leaders champions and high performers experience more happiness peace and fulfillment as they create an extraordinary life without regret If I can be a further support to you, if you'd like to have a conversation to see if or how I may be able to help you, whether it be in your business, in your relationship, your mindset, your happiness, your health, your spirituality, it's that full spectrum of the human experience. Let's have a conversation and see what magic we can create. You can book that at jameelsayage.com. And if you're looking for other podcast episodes, other pieces of content I put out over the years that can just shift the way you're looking at your day, like we talked about earlier, give you that injection of optimism, positivity, something you can really use you can look up on Instagram Dr. Jamil Sayaj, which is Dr. and then my name, or Facebook and LinkedIn is just Jamil Sayaj. I'll have the links to that in addition to Stacy's links in the show notes. As uh, this conversation, this podcast, rather, is named "Transformation Starts Today," because I have found most people's favorite day to change their life is tomorrow, and that's why they stay stuck. <laughs> but you can be different. You can take what we talked about today and you can use it, as Stacy says, to create your dream life. And so please, really be with it listen to it again take notes act on it apply and your life will change before your very eyes create a meaningful day All my love thank you for being with us today if this conversation served you it would mean a lot if you left a review and shared this with anyone who may benefit an extraordinary life without regret is available to you now choose it it's your time